series called uh, Overcome, and uh, the uh, idea of the series is that we're going to each week gather and uh, look at uh, attitudes or situations or circumstances in our life that um, pose challenges for us and uh, start looking at biblical answers into how do we deal with those to, to a point that we elevate above them, that we actually get to a place where we have a sense of, of um, overcoming those uh, situations or circumstances or attitudes in our life, okay? So we've been uh, walking down that path. Good so far? You've been overcoming some things, I hope. Um, today, uh, we look at the term, the word uh, limitations, overcoming uh, limitations. And let's just start by being honest with each other this morning and recognizing uh, right away that, uh, well, we all have limitations, Right? I mean, we all have limitations. We always, we all, each one of us have those uh, things working in our lives that uh, kind of create, you know, boundaries and limits in terms of the possibilities of what uh, what we think we can do uh, in our lives. We all have uh, uh, limitations. I mean, I always use the illustration. You know, I grew up, uh, you know, watching uh, Ray Nitschke, but more importantly, watching Dick Buckus. And uh, you know, man, would have been great to be a be a linebacker in the NFL. Wouldn't that be great? But not with this body. Right? Not not going to happen. Never was possible. Right? Well, it's, I had limitations around that possibility. Right? Well, the reality is for all of us in our, in our lives, because we live in a broken world, we have to face limitations. They come, in, come at us in, in different ways. Sometimes they're physical limitations. Sometimes they're emotional limitations. Sometimes they're just situational limitations that come into our life, right? But somewhere along the way, uh, we all have to face with and deal with those limitations that are active uh, in our lives. So the real question today is, okay, we accept the limitations, but how do we overcome them? Well, if we look at other people in the Scripture who are, uh, you know, avid Christ followers, perhaps we can get some understanding, some hints about what we need to do today in, in becoming overcomers of those things that are limiting our lives. Okay? Let's look at the Apostle Paul, for instance. He was a guy who had some limitations in his life, one uh, in particular. And uh, remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about the Apostle Paul, who you know, wrote uh, most of the New Testament, who uh, you know, founded you know, how many different churches throughout, throughout the world? Uh, and yet, he had to deal with constantly a limitation that he had in his life. He describes it this way in 2 Corinthians. He says, To keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Does he have a limitation in his life? Yeah, sure he does, right? He describes it as a thorn in his flesh. Now, we don't, we don't know exactly what that limitation was. We think, based on his other writings and everything, that it was probably in some kind of eye disease. But the, the reality is that Paul had something going on in his life, a physical reality that he had to deal with every day of his life. And it was limiting to him. It was a boundary to his life. It was keeping him, uh, you know, encased. It, he didn't want it in his life. We can see the great Apostle Paul had a limitation. And how did he deal with the limitation? Well, he dealt with the limitation by recognizing it was in his life and, of course, turning and saying, God, 
take the limitation out of my life. Now, one thing you should notice, Paul didn't turn to God and blame God for the limitation. Did you see that in the text? How did he describe it? He described it as a messenger of... Right? He didn't say, God, why did you do this in my life? God, why did you put this limit in my life? God, why did... Didn't do that at all. No, instead, when he turned to God, he turned to God and he put the limitation before God. And he said, God, if it's possible... Take this limitation out of my life. He began the process of overcoming the limitation by first recognizing and naming the limitation and then being able to just humbly come before God and put the limitation before God. God, I got this limitation. God, there's this part of my life that I just wish it wasn't there. It's... It's holding me back. It's pushing me down. God, I've got this part of my life that's at work that I just wish I didn't have in my life. Would you just remove this part of my life? That's what Paul does. Seems to me that's a great starting point to overcoming your limitations, don't you think? To overcome your limitations, to first recognize, name your limitations. Understand what those limitations are and be able to articulate them in a way that you can go to God and say, God, I got this thing going on in my life here and it's holding me back. And I need you to be part of it. Now we can't assume, and Paul doesn't assume, that God is going to remove every limitation in our life. But we can assume and we can know we have permission to bring every limitation to God. We can see that uh, elsewhere. In Philippians, Paul says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. That includes our limitations. With thankful hearts, offer your prayers and requests to God. It's okay for us to go to God and make a request about the things that are limiting our life, the things that are creating boundaries and holding us back in our lives. We have permission from the Scripture to go ahead and make those needs known. The challenge? The challenge is we don't have the guarantee that every time we go to God, God's just going to somehow remove the limitation. In fact, in the Apostle Paul's case, uh, it stayed there. And Paul had to come to grips with his limitation. As he's writing there in Philippians 4 about bringing everything to God, he says, Then, because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel, even about your limitations, even about those things that are working in your life that are holding you back and holding you down. The key for us is we start to overcome our limitations when we name them, when we come to God, and yes, we can even ask to have them removed, but ultimately, when we simply say, God, my limitations are now your problem. My limitations are now your problem. When we just put our limitations at God's disposal and say, God, I've got this limitation in my life. I wish it weren't there. But you know what? Whatever happens, you use me and my limitations however you want. 
That's exactly what happened to Paul. Paul would say at the end of 2 Corinthians there, when he was describing that thorn in the flesh, that God came back to him and said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Now look what happens the way Paul thinks and feels about his limitation. Remember in the first part, how did he describe it? It was this horrible thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan. Now look how he's changed in his thinking and his understanding of that limitation in his life. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, my limitation, about this problem I got, about that thorn in my flesh. Do you see it's just a dramatic change? Is he starting to overcome his limitations? He's receiving the limitation, naming and understanding and saying, God, you got to be the one in charge of my limitations. Paul makes that transition to be able to say, I'm going to receive my limitation and say, God, I wish it were gone, but I'm putting it at your disposal. And if it's still there, it's for your purpose. And he now says, I'm going to boast in my limitations. I'm going to boast in my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. He comes to a place of overcome, doesn't he? Where he even sees his limitations as an opportunity for the power of God to be displayed in his life. I think that's overcome, don't you? That's overcome. When you can name that limitation, you can put it before God and come to a place where you think about it and you feel about, about it completely differently than where you started. And you understand that God is in charge even of your limitations. Why do we get into problems with limitations? And why is it hard for us to get to that place? Well, so often we look at our limitations and we focus our limitations only on ourselves. We, we think about our limitations only as they relate to us, right? I've got this limitation in my life, and, and that limitation is keeping me from doing what I want to do, and that limitation is getting in the way of my success. You see, who's the focus of all that? Well, me, myself, I. The limitation, we look at it and say, well, it's a limitation that's mine, and it only relates to me. We only see the possibilities as that limitation impacts our lives. And the limitation then owns us. I'll give you an example in Scripture. You heard the, the Gospel read there with uh, Jesus' disciples and the feeding of the, the 5,000. And, of course, look what happens on that day. There's all kinds of people there. They've been listening to Jesus. It's getting late, and the disciples come to Jesus and say, Look, uh, this place is like a desert. There's not a lot of subways or uh, not a lot of uh, Arby's around. So uh, we should let the crowd leave so they can go to the village and, and get some food. Jesus replied, they, they don't have to leave. Why don't you give them something to eat? They said, we have only five small loaves of bread and two fish. Notice their response. What's their Response that justifies the limitation. I mean, the limitation they look at is say, well, listen, we only have five loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What, Jesus, what are you talking about? This is all I can do. You turn to me and tell me to take care of it. Listen, this is all I got. 
You see, they're looking at their lives and saying, this is absolutely impossible. There is no possibility. They set a boundary and a limit. And they say, there's no possibility because this is all I got. This is all I have. This is all I can do. This is the boundary and the extent of what my possibilities are. Because I only have five loaves of bread and two fish. What are they missing? Well, who's sitting in front of them? What do they have? What do they have? They have the Son of God sitting in front of them. And they look at fish and loaves. Do you get the difference? You see, they were evaluating the limits of the possibilities of what could happen in their lives in that situation based on what they had. And they didn't look and see the possibilities of what God can do. What they had, sure, five loaves of bread and two fish, but they also had the very Son of God sitting there in their midst. You see, they were evaluating the situation only based on what they saw themselves in their ability to do something. Isn't that right? They looked at what their ability was. What did they miss? They missed what God's ability is. That's what we do. We look at our limitations and we, we, we name those limitations and we keep them our limitations and we keep them in charge of us because we, we say, well, this is all I can do. I'm limited. Instead of looking at the possibilities of what our limitations can do and become if we let Jesus Christ take charge of our limitations. In the story, of course, you know the outcome. You heard it. Jesus asked his disciples to bring the food to him. Huh. Bring those five and those two. Bring, bring, bring those limitations to me. Okay. Just give me the limitations. Give me the barriers. Give me the boundaries in your life. Give me the stuff that's holding you back. Give me the stuff that's putting you down. Give me the things that you see are absolutely impossible in your life. Because, because you look at it and say, there's no possibility that I can do this. Bring to me what you got. Isn't that what he's saying? Bring the food to me. And he told the crowd to sit down on the grass. And Jesus took the limitations, the five loaves, the two fish. He looked up towards heaven and he blessed the food. Then he broke the bread and he handed it to his disciples. And he gave it to the people. And after everyone had eaten all they wanted... Jesus' disciples picked up the 12 large baskets of leftovers. How abundant can God work in spite of and through and with your limitations if you put them in His hands? Isn't that incredible? If you just take your limitations and you put those limitations in Jesus' hands and let you let Him use them according to His purposes... But we look at our limitations and we say, I can't. I can't. And you're right, you can't. But God can. We look at our limitations and say, I can't in my own strength. And you're right, you can't. But put them in God's hands and rest in God's strength and let God be in charge 
of even your limitations. And look at the abundance at the end of the experience. When they took the limitations and they put them in Jesus' lap and said, Lord, you do with them whatever you want, look at the abundance at the end. You see, for us to understand that our limitations become something of a possibility for God because that's how He shows the world His greatness, even through our weakness. That's what Paul understood. When I am weak, He is strongest. It's for us to really understand what uh, God said to Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 18. He said, I am the Lord. And why don't you say that next phrase with me? You ready? There is nothing too difficult for me. Isn't that a great phrase? Do you believe that? I mean, Sarah and Abraham are, you know, 100 years old and and they're supposed to be having a baby. And they look at the limitations and say, I mean, Sarah laughs. Are you kidding me? What's God's response? I know your limitations. I am the Lord and there is nothing too difficult for me. See, the key for us is to be able to give God all of our limitations and understand who God is and say, listen, God can use even our limitations. And and sometimes, yeah, God will remove those limitations and, and sometimes God will keep those limitations right in place. Why? Because God can use even our limitations. And when He overcomes our limitations for us, through us, then He proclaims His glory to anybody who's watching. Not just us, but anybody who's watching. Our limitations can actually become avenues for God to work. They can become the avenue that God can work in our life to prove to us how incredible God is and to prove to others. Look at this experience with Zacchaeus. You know the story of Zacchaeus, right? Jesus was going through Jericho. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was in charge of collecting taxes. He was very, very rich. Jesus was heading his way, and Zacchaeus wanted to see what he was like. But Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus had a limitation. What was his limitation? He was a short guy. He had a real limitation. So what happened? Zacchaeus recognized his limitation. He understood he couldn't see. So he ran ahead. He climbed up a sycamore tree. And when Jesus got there, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. I want to stay with you today. Zacchaeus, hurry down and gladly welcome Jesus. What happened? Zacchaeus's limitation became the avenue for Jesus to enter into his life. How cool is that? Zacchaeus's limitation, because he realized his limitation and he just kept going with his limitation because of that, that becomes the avenue for God to get involved in Zacchaeus' life. And even more than that, before the experience is over, later that day, that day because Jesus got involved in Zacchaeus' life, he stood up and he said to the Lord, I'll give half of my property to the poor. I'll pay back four times as much to everyone that I've cheated. What happened? Zacchaeus's limitation was used by God not only for Zacchaeus, but it was used for how many countless others? Zacchaeus' limitation became the avenue for God to impact Zacchaeus and to impact the lives of countless other people. Your limitations 
If God leaves limitations in our life, we receive them because we know God can use those limitations as an avenue, as an avenue for God to work. Not just in our lives, but also for the witness of others. It's again believing and understanding what God can do in spite of our limitations. Not what we do, but what God can do. Isaiah says, I will make rivers flow on mountain peaks. I will send streams to fill the valleys. Dry, barren land will flourish with springs and become a lake. I will fill the desert with all kinds of trees, cedars, acacias, and myrtles, olive and cypress trees, fir trees and pine trees right there in the middle of the desert. And everyone will see this and know that I, the Holy Lord, God of Israel, created it all. I will do this in spite of your limitations. Why? So everybody in you will know incredible God is. We overcome our limitations when we let God be in charge of our limitations. That's really the bottom line for us on this word. The bottom line for us on this word is that we're going to overcome our limitations when we give all that we are, including our limitations, to God. You see, if you want to overcome your limitations, start here. You ready? Give your heart to Christ. Give your heart to Christ. And then your limitations won't matter. You see how it works? We overcome when we let go of our limitations. We overcome when we let go of our life and we just say, God, you are absolutely in charge of every single part of me, the good, the bad, the limitations and the possibilities. God, you are absolutely in charge of my whole life and I lay it at your disposal. And if you can remove some limitations from my life because you want to, thank you, Father. And if you want to leave limitations in my life, because you can use them to your glory and make a difference in my life and somebody else's. Thank you, God. Isn't that incredible? We overcome our limitations when we just give our hearts first and foremost to Christ. That's what happened with Paul, this guy that had that, that thorn in the flesh, right? That messenger of Satan. He's saying, I'm not complaining about having too little. I've learned to be satisfied with whatever I have. I know what it is to be poor, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've lived under all kinds of conditions. I know what it means to be full or to be hungry, to have too much or too little. And look what he says in the end. Christ gives me the strength to face absolutely anything, including my limitations. Why? Because Paul was able to just give his life, to give his heart, first and foremost, to Christ. We overcome our limitations when we let our lives and our limitations become absolutely, totally the property of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being with us in all circumstances, for giving us the permission to come to you and just lay our heart before you, our lives before you, to, to be able to come and, and just say, Lord, if it's possible, 
remove this from our life. And yet, in, in, in the miracle of faith, you give us the opportunity to overcome those limitations regardless. You give us the strength to keep walking forward in spite of it. Because you can use even our greatest weakness for your glory. Lord, we lay all that we are today before you. Receive us as we are. And lift us up, raise us up as you raised your son Jesus to new life. A life that overcomes even the limits. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.